I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. This week on the podcast, we are we're continuing about what we've been talking about on the past couple episodes about getting into the Word of God, the importance of it, and also talking a little bit about doubt and whether it's okay or not to have those doubts. So as you guys know, Easter just happened. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Yes, he has. So in the Easter story, part of it that always hits me really hard is where the disciples are talking about how Jesus had risen from the dead and how they're sharing with one another about how awesome it was and how basically Thomas was there and he hadn't seen Jesus yet and he had struggled with belief that Jesus had rose from the dead. So John 20 verse 25 says, the other disciples were saying to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see his hands in the imprint of the nails, and I put my finger into the place of the nails, and I put my hand into his side, I will not believe. So Thomas basically told all the disciples who were just sharing this awesome story about how they had seen Jesus, that he will not believe it unless he was actually able to put his hands into his side, actually see where the nails were driven in. It goes on to say that after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. First of all, eight days later, after this conversation, Thomas was with them. So that means for eight days, Thomas still hung out with the disciples, even though he himself was struggling to believe that Jesus had risen from the dead. All he heard was the testimonies, and he was battling for eight days this probably inner thoughts of, do I believe what they're saying? Do I stay? Do I go? What do I do? And so for eight days, they were just hanging out. And here Thomas is just listening to the story. And then it says, Jesus came, the doors having been shut, and he stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, reach here with your finger and see my hands and reach here with your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Basically, Thomas said, you are Lord, you are God. That was his response back to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who do not see and yet believe. And the reason why I think Thomas hits me so hard in this story is because I myself struggle with doubt and I've gone through seasons of really struggling and wrestling with God and God's love for me and all the different principles of the kingdom of God that I try to wrestle through and work through. I remember years back when I was going through a pretty dark depression and really wrestling with God and really wanting to even walk away from everything I believed, my faith, everything like that. I felt a charge from God in my heart to either walk away or dive deeper. And I really felt like God was putting on my heart that instead of walking away to just really get in the word of God and really try to dive deeper and really try to wrestle that doubt and that unbelief I had in my heart. And the reason why I had so much unbelief and doubt, honestly, wasn't even because of God. It was because of Christians and 
things I had seen in the kingdom and things I had seen in the body of Christ really caused me to wrestle with God all the more. And I just think it was God's grace in my life that I felt that charge to dive deeper and get into the word of God. And so I can tell you, I spent years just diving into the word of God, trying to wrestle back my doubts and my unbeliefs. And I can still say, even now, the word of God really helps me when I have those unbeliefs and those thoughts creep in. The word of God really helps to combat that. And the devil will come around and he will tempt us and he will try to lure us away from God. And so it is knowing the word of God and getting in the scriptures that really helps us to combat the enemy. Oh, and I will say this about Thomas. After Jesus appeared to him, he went on to evangelize India. He didn't let his story stop there in that moment. He went on and he did powerful works for the kingdom. So even though he had unbelief and even though he was wrestling with it, seeing Jesus helped him to believe. Jesus said, blessed are those who do not see and yet believed. And Thomas saw and he believed and he went on to evangelize India. It's it's funny. I don't I don't know if Jesus was trying to be funny about it or he was really just trying to prove his point. And if Thomas was just that doubtful in it all. But like the translation church was reading from it talked about oh the disciples were together and they were they were inside and the doors were shut. And the translation I'm looking at says not just that, but it says the doors were locked. So it's like Oh, you guys are shut in here. Thomas is with you. He's the one that didn't believe. I'm going to appear now. Like, how, you know, how is, how is someone going to get there, right? You know, and the fact that I read it sometimes like he's rubbing it in, like, you believe because you've seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Like, you know, you could have, why, why are you doubting? Right. Well, in another story in the Bible that I've always really clung to is in Mark 9 where the story of the demon-possessed child and the dad goes to Jesus and wants to see his son healed and Jesus tells the dad that if all things are possible to him who believes and then the dad is very 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 honest in that moment and he straight up says Lord I believe Help my unbelief. And how many of us have been in that place where we believe, but there's still that in our hearts and in our minds, that unbelief that we're wrestling with. And what I've always admired about this story in Mark 9 is that the guy was truthful. He wasn't trying to talk up his unbelief. He wasn't trying to pretend to be something he wasn't. He was very humble and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And I think that melts the heart of God when we get to that point where we're we're truthful. First Corinthians two five says that your faith doesn't rest on the wisdom of man but in the power of God. So wisdom of man would have said that that guy's son who was demon possessed cannot be free. But when we're putting our faith and our belief not in our own wisdom and not in our own experiences and our own understanding, but we're putting our faith hundred percent into the power of God. And then any other doubts we have, we can just say, hey, we have these doubts, but we're going to put all of our dependency and trust in the power of God. And I think of the story, Thaddeus, do you want to read it? It's Daniel 3 of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So I'm going to start reading in uh, Daniel 3, verse 16 through 18. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. And just to give a little bit of backstory, there was like a decree um, that Nebuchadnezzar put out where they basically they could all people could only worship like his gods not they couldn't pray to anything else or anything like that and and then um basically Shadrach Meshach and Abednego um were still praying to God and and doing serving God the way they knew how and not obeying what Nebuchadnezzar had put out and basically they were they were told on the thing that really sticks out to me is their response was a response filled with faith. And basically what I draw out of it is our God is able. He is able to save us. Our God will. Our God will rescue us. But even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't do all those things, our God is still God and God is still good. And I really, when I look at that passage of scriptures, I just pull that out of there. I pull out the faith that they had in, in a God that would come in and, and rescue them and a God that would just restore them and redeem them. But it, even if God never does, and even if God doesn't do things the way that they had planned, that God was still God and he's still on the throne and they would still not ever worship false gods. And and the same thing with, with Daniel himself in the book of Daniel and the lion's den of, you know, being ordered not to pray and then he's still praying to God and you know essentially being told on it, it's funny there's always these people in the bible that are just looking to like uh get the the Jews or the Christians that aren't doing what you know the law is saying even the Pharisees looking to find something to to get a gotcha on Jesus you know and there's always those people even in a day where you know it's so easy to, as a Christian, to be looked at uh, from from non-believers or maybe some people who have fallen away, and they want to just call you out on something, right? But it's important that you still have that faith and trust in God to do what He's asking you to do, and He'll deliver you from those from those evils. I think for me, reading those wild stories that you're talking about, Thaddeus, really helps to build my faith. Because what I read when I see these stories are really ordinary people, people who struggled with sin, with doubt, and people who God chose to use his power through. And a question somebody asked me recently is, what it, why would I read the word of God every day if I'm not really getting anything out of it? Why, if I read something last week and I can't remember it, or if I read something earlier today, if I read something earlier today and I can't remember it, what is the point? But it makes me think about what we eat, right? What I ate last week, I honestly can't remember. My meals from last week. Hardly even remember what I ate today. Did it still nourish me? Yes. Did it still sustain me? Yes. Did it still help get me to this point today? Yes. And so the same thing applies to getting into the Word of God. You might not always remember every little thing you read, 
And that's okay because it's still helping to nourish you. It's still helping sustain you. You're still writing the word of God upon your heart. You're still building your faith. And like I shared with my testimony earlier, you're still combating that doubt. And you're still helping to see the power of God move throughout scriptures. And and you're even seeing how you can take what you're reading in the scriptures and apply it today. So just another week of challenging you guys to really get in your word. Here's the thing. I really love podcasting, but I never want to be substitution for scriptures in people's life. I love giving wise counsel to people or unwise counsel sometimes. I love talking with people about the Lord. I love doing all those things. They all fill my heart with so much joy, but I never want to substitute scriptures. I never want to be a substitution for the Holy Spirit in somebody's life. I hope that my life, Thaddeus's life, this podcast, all it does is spur you on in your faith, spur you on in diving into the scriptures and advancing in your understanding of who God is and who God has called and created you to be. And so we might be really hitting this hard, the importance of getting into the word of God. And honestly, we might even be talking about it again next time. And there's so many different angles that I want to go at with this because I really, really hope that this inspires you in your faith journey. So if you're enjoying this, please let us know. Uh, leave a, leave, you could drop us an email, info at fallenshortpodcast.com. You could send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter. Just search for Fallen Short Podcast. You should be able to find us there. Uh, just let us know if you're enjoying this. Let us know if you have questions. Uh, if you have a prayer request, we'd love to be praying for you. And we really do mean that. We're not just going to, oh, I'll pray for you and then not pray for you. If you if you really do need something prayed about, we'll pray for you. Please uh, share this with your friends. Uh, spread it. Word of mouth is always great. If you are using a particular podcast app, please subscribe, like it, uh, leave a rating if there's a rating system in the app that you use. We would truly, truly, truly appreciate it. So until next time, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish, and we love you guys.